In this presentation, we will take a look at qualified tuition reduction with relation to tax benefits for education. This information can be found in publication 970. Qualified tuition reduction. If you are allowed to study tuition free or for a reduced rate of tuition, you may not have to pay tax on this benefit. This is called a tuition reduction. You don't have to include a qualified tuition reduction in your income. So if we think through this, we're thinking, well, we have to typically pay tuition. Tuition would be something that would be an expense to us normally. Now, it is possible for us to get a grant or something like that, which would be some third party that would be paying us or directly to the school part of that tuition. The other thing that can happen is that the tuition is being reduced by the institution. So the institution then reducing the tuition. In that case, you think, well, the, if they reduce the tuition, then I just pay less and there's no problem and there's no, no issue related to that. But for income purposes, typically the IRS would say, well, if you got something and didn't pay for it, that's a form of compensation. So if the tuition was 2000 and you only had to pay 500 it looks to the IRS then like some type of compensation happened, some type of income happened. And typically then, under normal conditions, that would have to be included as income and possibly be paying taxes on it. So if there's a qualified tuition reduction, meaning we had, for example, that 2000, we reduced it to 500, but there's a qualified tuition reduction, then possibly we get that benefit, which is kind of like income to us in a way, but not have to include it in and on our tax return as income and therefore not pay taxes on it. Back to the text. A tuition reduction is qualified only if you receive it from and use it at an eligible educational institution. You don't have to use the tuition reduction at the eligible educational institution from which you received it. In other words, if you work for an eligible educational institution and the institution arranges for you to take courses at another eligible educational institution without paying any tuition, you may not have to include the value of the free courses in uh, your income. So in other words, obviously, if you're going to a particular school here and they reduce the amount of tuition, then it might be possible for it to not have to include that in income. But even if this school then goes to a, another school for whatever reason and is able to say, convince the other school to not include the tuition, possibly they're both under the same kind of two state schools or something like that, then it could be possible that uh, even though it's at another institution to still be a qualified tuition reduction back to the text the rules for determining if a tuition reduction is qualified and therefore tax-free are different if the education provided is below the graduate level or is graduate education you, you must include in your income any tuition reduction you receive that is payment for your services so if you actually did work this is a theme we've seen throughout if we're getting payment in return for work that is done, the IRS is typically saying, well, that looks a lot like compensation and therefore should be uh, something that should be included as income. Back to the text. Eligible educational institution. An eligible educational institution is one that maintains a regular faculty and curriculum and normally has a regular, regularly enrolled body of students in attendance at the place where it carries on its educational activities. Officers, owners, and highly compensated employees. Qualified tuition reductions apply to officers, owners, and highly compensated employees only if 
benefits are available to employees on a non-discriminatory basis. In other words, if if we have these benefits and they're not going to be included in, in income, it can't just be typically the, for example, the owner. If we have an owner of a small uh, business, then of course, their incentive is to have uh, tax benefits that would be solely for the owner of the business. And in that case, it may not be something that would qualify uh, for the benefit. It, it would have to be something non-discriminatory, uh, typically meaning in this case that it would there would be more employees, usually more on a wage basis. So all employees uh, or more employees based on terms that aren't going to restrict it just to the owners or the highly compensated officers would typically be the case. Let's go back to the text. This means that the tuition reduction benefits must be available on substantially the same basis to each member of the group of employees. The group must be defined under a reasonable classification set up by the employer. That classification must not discriminate in favor of owners, officers, or highly compensated employees. And again, you can see how the incentive here would work. If we had a small business, then of course the the goal of the small business owner is to get tax savings for basically themselves, the owner of the business, as much as possible to, to set up then policies that would benefit basically the owner. And of course, the goal here is not necessarily to help just the owner, but to help uh, normal employees as well. So that's what the goal I'm note here. I'm just giving some ideas as to why the law might be the way it is, because if we know a little bit more about the why, then we get to be able to see uh, kind of patterns within the law, because oftentimes it is applied in different formats. So in this case, we would think the assumption of the law would be to help normal employees and not just basically the owner of, of the business. And therefore, you'll see restrictions like this, that the plan has to be formatted in such a way that people know what it is and they can and they can qualify for it. And the format typically can't be limited, so limiting that basically only the, the employer or the owner uh, would qualify for it. Back to the text. Payment for services. Generally, you must include in income the part of any qualified tuition reduction that represents payment for teaching, research, or other services by the student required as a condition of receiving qualified uh, reduction. So here, same kind of th theme we've seen in the past. If we're getting a reduction in tuition from the institution because we're providing services to the institution in the form of teaching or research or something like that, then we are getting compensation in some way. We're basically saying instead of us getting the money and then paying the tuition to go to school, they're saying, hey, we'll just reduce the tuition for the school since we are the school. And in that case, of course, the reduction in the tuition is a form of compensation. And the IRS is saying, well, that's clearly a form of compensation that's tied to work and therefore should be included as income. That's, again, me paraphrasing or putting some justification or explanation, assuming what the intention is. Back to the text. This applies even if all candidates for a degree must perform the services to receive the degree. However, see exceptions next. Exceptions. You don't have to include in income the part of any scholarship or fellowship grant that represents payment for teaching, research, or other services if you receive the amount under the National Health Service Corps Scholarship Program, the Armed Forces Health Profession 
professions scholarship and financial assistance program or a comprehensive student work learning service program as defined in section 448e of the higher education act of 1965 operated by a work college as defined in that section education below the graduate level so now we're going to education that is below graduate level and remember the rules are slightly different here if you receive a tuition reduction for education below the graduate level, including primary, secondary, or high school, it is a qualified tu tuition reduction and therefore tax-free only if your relationship to the educational institution providing the benefit is described below. 1. You are an employee of the eligible educational institution. 2. You were an employee of the, el of the eligible educational institution but you retired or left on disability. Three, you are a widow or widower of an individual who died while an employee of the eligible educational institution or who retired or left on disability. Four, you are the dependent child or spouse of an individual described in one, two, or three above. Child and deceased parents. For purposes of the qualified tuition reduction, a child is a dependent child if the child is under age 25 and both parents have died. Child of divorced parents. For purposes of qualified tuition reduction, a dependent child of divorced parents is treated as the dependent of both parents. Graduate education. A tuition reduction you received for graduate education is qualified and therefore tax-free if both the following requirements are met one or the first requirement it is provided by the eligible educational institution second requirement you are a graduate student who performed teaching or research activities for the educational institution you must include in income any other tuition reductions for graduate education that you receive how to report any tuition reduction that is taxable should be included as wages on form w-2 box one report the amount on form w-2 box one form 1040 line one so of course if you receive the tuition reduction from the institution the irs usually mandates that the institution is the one that determines whether it be tax-free or not and report that within the documentation they provide to the taxpayer that typically being the w-2 so in other words if there was a tuition reduction and it was taxable it should be on w-2 typically in line one and that then of course would be reported on the 1040 line one as can be seen in our test 1040 here it would be reported right here of course in line one from the w-2